welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. And in lieu of the typical intro, I'm going to start the show off with saying rest in peace to my old friend Mike. Uh, I had a friend uh, from back in elementary school who passed away um, last week. And I want to start off by saying rest in peace to him. And uh, this is Jaren. And this is TJ. And so, yeah, you went to Mike, uh, or went to school with Mike as well, right? Yep, yep, I remember Mike. Rest in peace to that young man. Yeah, man, um, my first time meeting him, we actually uh, were in this summer camp in about the second grade or so. And I remember his brother being, like, he had, like, an older brother who was, like, one of the counselors there. Yeah. And, like, we were playing basketball on the basketball court. And for whatever reason, I got mad at Mike. I might have thought he was cheating or something or talking a little too much trash or something like that. And so we ended up having our little second grade fight. And I remember that being like the first time I got punched in the face. And <laughs> and it really meant something. <laughs> yeah. And did, did you see like bright lights when you got hit? No, nah, it wasn't any bright lights. It, it it wasn't it didn't I wasn't slightly concussed or anything like that but I definitely got punched in the face and was shocked like like man I really just got punched in the face right now oh man and, okay uh, we had our little scrap and he would always say that he won that fight I don't think he won it I think I think it was a tie if anything but normally if a person's saying a tie and another person saying they won they probably did win <laughs> right if you if you labeled it as a tie and he's saying that he won he probably got that one punch off that that made that difference so but you know that's i guess one of the things of uh one of the things that happens to us is being uh, the corporate streets uh the corporate streets name really does represent who we are you know one week we might be talking about uh what for what did we talk about last week that was a corporate thing uh, we talked about a lot of we, we talked, talked a lot of a corporate lot of stuff, stuff right yeah. yeah you talked about a lot but of yeah, you right we might talk some 401k talk you know we might talk some spreadsheets and whatnot some type of meetings or something right and then the next week we might be talking about a friend that got shot and killed yeah so, or getting punched in the face yeah so <laughs> It, that's just as part of this world and what was really shocking to me and what really kind of messed me up was that now I have a straight up list of friends um, that are dead from from like my childhood neighborhood yeah like I, I just because I'm 35 right now I didn't think I would have a list already like I know some people who died but not like from my own neighborhood so this is like the third person from my own neighborhood that's died so yeah so that 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 was really kind of shocking to me um and and I mean in in other places it it can definitely be worse I mean you know they saying you just now realizing you have a list there's people they turn 21 and they already got eight friends right that have been shot and killed or arrested and never coming home so yeah, and, yeah. And, but I just never thought it would be my friends. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like my friend group, I guess, I mean, obviously we're not uh, immortal, but 
something in my mind just figured like we would just live forever basically you know i didn't live to be old men i didn't really think any of us would be dropping off like that so so that 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 really sucks man but mike he uh so he, the way he died he got shot and killed mm-hmm. right and so um we were like i said we grew up as you know childhood friends but you know around high school mid high school we kind of uh went our separate ways you know he had his one friend group i had mine and the kinds of people that he was hanging with really weren't the types that i wanted to hang with yeah Um, but it was never no love lost you know we didn't fall out and like we're beefing or anything like we saw each other you know it'd be nothing but love i only seen him like once since high school but you know if we were to see each other you know it, it wouldn't be like we we had bad blood or anything yeah yeah it's just that i mean you have to pick the people that you hang with right because they ultimately affect what your lifestyle is going to be and ultimately like what your life is going to be like not just your lifestyle i mean hanging around the wrong people can get you hurt (laughs) you know and so if you notice that his friend group wasn't the same friend group that you wanted to run with uh it's most likely the best decision that you stay with the people that you felt comfortable around you know yeah yeah and he um he also had a brother it was always mike and t uh his brother t he had a, a little younger brother named t and i actually saw him uh, a couple of days ago uh, just before the funeral and i was at i was in uh, the line at this restaurant and i ordered my stuff turned around and started to go get, you know get my drink and i heard somebody hey say hey jaren hey like hey jaren and i turned around and i looked and it was t and he was there with his whole yeah. family um mm. like his his wife and kids and I got happy for like half a second once I realized who he was and then kind of got sad when I realized who he was. Yeah. You know, it was like, dang, man, like, why do I have to see him right now? Yeah, because what do you say to a person? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really bad at that. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really bad at that. I actually... Yeah, this is a good time. This is a good conversation. So I had a, a cousin uh that who lost her mom um a few months ago and like i don't talk to this cousin often we used to talk and stuff when we were younger but as we got older uh i've only seen her like i've only been around her like three times since we've been like adults over 20 and so i did see her maybe two years ago and uh her her mom's died um it's probably about a year now but like I didn't I didn't know what to say to her. Like I didn't want to reach out just because her mom passed, right? What am I supposed to say? Like, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Um sorry to see that your mom's gone, like and so we didn't really keep contact anyway. Like we just, you know, uh liked each other's pictures on social media kind of thing and mm-hmm. so I just I just kind of kept it at that. And I feel really bad about that. I feel like I owe her a conversation, but I don't want to do it over the phone and over social media. So I said all that to say you was face to face with this man (laughs) what do you say after he just lost his brother you know so i said how you doing but i didn't say like hey how you doing yeah it was like 
Oh, it was a compassionate up, one. It was like, man, how you doing? Yeah, so it was that compassionate. How you it was doing. like, how you doing, man? And um, and you know, it's the elephant in the room. Like, dang, man. Like, so Mike's funeral is on Monday, huh? And he's like, yeah, uh, Monday at nine. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna try to make it, man, if I can. But and I said, but I know you you sick of hearing about this, so it's good seeing you. And it was right. just, and I felt a little awkward because I didn't want to say the whole sorry for your loss because I, I forget if I mentioned this on the show before, but like with my friend group, like we, like those guys to me. Um, and I'm talking about the one specifically from my old na- uh, neighborhood from my childhood like those guys are always like gonna be like my brothers so you know it, it was a, it was a lot of us but I feel close to all of them they all got a special place in my heart and so I wanted to say that but it sounded like it might have been cliche uh and I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have to worry. About, I shouldn't worry about those types of things when when talking to somebody like that. But yeah. but I did feel that way. Hmm. So even the how are you doing? Like how you doing? It's the compassionate one. I get that. Right. Is that the? Did you feel like after seeing his expression that that was okay to say that was the right thing to say? I mean, because some people can take it as how you think I'm doing. I just lost my brother, dog. Like how do you think I'm doing? Or they can no. take it as. Or, or they could take it as, man, um, really don't want to talk about this right now, but I guess you're going to go there. Or they could take it as, I mean, there's just so many ways it could be taken, and you don't know because they're not telling you how they feel, right? So you're kind of testing the water with the, how you how you holding up? I think that's okay to ask, and especially when you said, you know, with the compassionate tone in your voice. I mean, if they if if it's that fresh, I mean, maybe they will respond like, "How you think I'm doing?" But it, I mean, if it, it had been a few days, just like three or four days, maybe, and he knew that I probably knew as well. And again, I would like to think he kind of feels the same way about me as I do yeah. about him. You know, as far as the 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 brotherhood goes. So I would like to think it would be a little different between us yeah coming from you right he knows that you don't mean anything uh negative when you're asking him right it's all coming from a place of love so so but i guess not now that i think about it i guess saying something to the effect of hey man i heard about mike sorry to hear about it man and you know and just see where they take it after that they might say, yeah, it's a sad story. And then after that, you go on to whatever you feel like going to. Yeah. That but, seems like a fair way. But see, for this, it's like I feel like I got a loss, too. So to say sorry for your loss, I mean, I'm sorry for our loss. Yeah. You know, again, even though he, you know, we weren't, you know, active, actively friends or anything. But again, that time seems like. That time of my life is like stuffed in a time capsule, like a mental time capsule. And yeah. so I could just open it up whenever I see those people. And we're back to being kids again almost. So 
so yeah i don't I, I never have been one of those sorry for your loss types though I, I don't i don't really like to say that yeah and i would say it's probably because like sorry for your loss just now that seems like a cliche thing to say that's the same thing that everybody says it doesn't it's kind of like you like everybody has to say that i don't want to be the person uh, that just says the same well, you know thing what? as everybody else i mean cli- saying something cliche saying something cliche to your girlfriend is a no-no because it's like okay you got that off the hallmark card you got that off of tv you got that out the magazine you got that off you know youtube cliche to your girlfriend is is not the way to go or a girl you're trying to date right but cliche to a person who just had a traumatic event is is the safest thing to do because you know that it's been said a million times and a million times it's been taken well and so it if it's cliche in that time it seems like it's safe so i wouldn't mind being cliche at a time like that well because i know they've heard those words before so they know not to take offense to what i'm saying and i've heard the words before so i can feel safe saying it to him i feel like it's it's a safe thing to do see i i, I can't remember if i talked about this on the show but like um my friend lloyd or our friend lloyd or friend lloyd his pops died and i didn't find out until was it like a year later like i didn't yeah, know it was, it was like it, it was it was a while and coincidentally i happened to see uh lloyd's brother like at the gym or something and yeah. it it was like right after I found out, and I was like, man, I just heard about pops, man. Like, man, I was really hurt about that when I heard about it, and like it was new to me, you know. It was a year or so past for him, but I don't know. I just expressed my sincere feelings. It wasn't like sorry to hear. It was like I'm hurt. I was hurt too. Yeah, that's fair. You know. That's fair, and that's I mean, and that only works obviously with somebody who you knew, right? Yeah, because I mean, depending on who it is and depending on how they took it, they might look at it as, "What do you mean, yo, lost? That's my dad, man. I lost my dad. I mean, you you came around a couple times, and you know it can. I think that's yeah. You gotta know who you're dealing yeah. with. The person got to be comfortable with you because when you like, even when you said like, "That's my loss too." when you were talking about mm-hmm. when you talk about the homie Mike um, yeah it is your loss but this is this guy's brother that he grew up with you know what I'm saying and it's it, you gotta be careful or I would be careful in saying what I've lost in that time I would have to that person would have to make me feel safe to express how I felt about my loss in that situation cause I wouldn't want to take the spotlight from them I mean I wouldn't you know, say that to, to him I would. I mean, if I was to say anything along those lines, I would be like, "Man, that was a loss to all of us. Man, we are gonna miss him." Yeah. You know. Okay. I wouldn't say like, "Man, that was my loss too." I wouldn't. I don't think I would say that. <laughs> all right. But but like even with the uh, Lloyd's pops thing, like I told him like I was really hurt about that. And then I shared like a funny story that he might not have ever heard before about his father. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that was my way of expressing my condolences. Yeah, that's cool. So that's cool. All right. There's no easy transition <laughs> from a story like that, a situation like that. But we're moving on, right? And so, uh, so we you just do, call man. me. 
Yeah, you can you can just call me Time Zone TJ, cause I just got back to the airport. I didn't get to the Clearport, but I was at the airport from Southwest can. this time. Nah, this one was for work though. I did a turnaround trip. I went to uh, New Orleans, or New Orleans, excuse me, New Orleans. All right. Um, you can tell I'm not from there, <laughs> but uh, went there and it was pretty cool. My little thing was only for a day. I only had to work for a day. Really, it was a half day that I had to work, but I got there on uh, on Sunday night and uh, got some good food. Went out to eat with the boss, and what we did, talked about what, the, what. What did you get for food? Uh, some, we some, went to some uh, some Popeyes. I know that's Louisiana. Recipe. Yeah, but you know I ain't doing no Popeyes. I can't do. Oh, I'm I'm already not doing chicken beef or pork. Still, I'm still on that kick. So no Popeyes for me. But even before that, fast food biscuits. chicken. Fast food chicken is not my is not my thing, bro. They got they got biscuits. They got mashed potatoes. Yeah, they got the potato wedges. All, all that shit is fake, bro. I'm I'm not eating none of that. I don't want they mad. I don't want no fast food mashed potatoes from Popeyes. I don't want they potato. Mm, I might eat potato wedges, um, but definitely not the mashed potatoes and that gravy, man. I'm not trying to do that. Uh, nah, man, I'm good. In the biscuits? I just stay away from Popeyes. Uh, I might eat the biscuits, but I'm not going there, so I just wouldn't eat it. Like, if I was hungry and I was at your crib and you had some leftover Popeyes biscuits, I'd eat a biscuit. I probably wouldn't eat the mac and cheese, or not mac and cheese, the uh, mashed potatoes, unless I was really, really, really hungry. But no, nah, I'm not I'm not into Popeyes. Oh, and just fast food that. chicken. Fast food chicken is just disgusting to me, bro. It just, it's, it's, it's usually super oily and and the skin is you know it's it's not good it's kind of slimy i i don't i don't fool with that bro i'm sorry that's the best part <laughs> about it nah man it's not like real homemade chicken it's it's not right it's something ain't right about it look next time you eat popeyes pay attention whether it's popeyes churches wherever you're going pay attention lee's chicken it ain't right bro when you peel back the skin it just ain't right so anyway uh, no, we didn't do Popeyes. Uh, we did pick a seafood spot. I had some oysters, bro, and they were really good. They had the charbroiled or char-grilled oysters, and they used they they drowned in butter and garlic. The shit just can't be good for you, bro. It cannot be good for you, um, but it tastes really good. <laughs> kind of, kind of. I'm kind of afraid to to try oyster. Why is that? It just looks weird. I don't know. You know what? They do not. So check it. I tried to take pictures of my meal because I've been doing that, and uh, I'll go ahead and post it up uh, or send it to send it to the wife. But you really can't get an appetizing shot of oysters. They don't look appetizing yeah. no, they when don't. they're all there in their shell and they're just hanging out. That little that little bead of 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 uh, oyster flesh. It's uh, it don't look pretty. And bro. aren't they, they don't aren't look they slimy? Um, if they're raw, but when they're when they're cooked, they're not. Uh, so see. I have my I have mine boiled I may or char had, char grilled. I may not have had or have ever seen the boiled ones. They're like yeah, the, uh, the, it's like the Asian. Not uh, not boil, not boil, broil. Broil. So like okay. uh yeah, like like a uh, Burger King with yeah. char char grilling and char broiling there. So like the at, the, at the Chinese buffet, they have the uncooked version sitting out ah you know what the uncooked version i've had those as well and those are definitely like kind of slimy it's kind of weird it's it's kind of got the consistency of raw chicken is what the consistency is like um 
yeah so it is weird and i don't really care for them that way because you don't throw all the flavor on them the same way like when you when you and i did i was able to shoot an appetizing looking video of some of mine because on day two this is after i went to work and whatnot i found another spot this four and a half store spot star spot and uh i went to go sit at the oyster bar and it's this young black chick she was shucking the oysters and I told her I wanted to get some oysters. Which one should I choose? Because they had many different flavors. So they put different cheeses on them. They put onions on it. They they have it in butter and garlic. Now they cheese, got all these cheese makes kinds. everything better. Oh, dude, dude, yeah. it was amazing. And well, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Black chick, what she got? Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, okay. <laughs> she was a nice girl. She had nice teeth. Um, okay. Your teeth, but man. But she she wasn't uh she wasn't that hot. I mean, I didn't, but she was I didn't, a young smart chick dude she was trying to get in school and whatnot. She, or I didn't, she's I didn't in know school. you were teeth man <laughs> nah I'm just making sure I highlight like I don't want to just get on here and trash her you know what I'm saying so I'm, I'm highlighting some of the benefits that she, she had, had good teeth yeah she had good okay. teeth her hair could have been a lot better but I mean she was, was at work say, so was nice. it wasn't a fashion show okay. nah hair wasn't on point um and she was at work she was she was shucking oysters bro so she didn't have any cool clothes on she had this big <laughs> this big apron that says uh oyster bar on it and uh she was shucking oysters bro and so when she was i, I was asking her like which one should i get and she was like mm, i'm gonna tell you all these up here are kind of bland i got my own thing that i make you want me to make them for you i was like hell yeah so she got me too and i'm like you're gonna cook them she was like yeah i was like oh i thought you were just cracking the shells all right go ahead and do your thing and so dog i don't know what she put on it she put some of everything on there and they were the best oysters i've tasted she wow. killed it and they looked they looked delightful bro so I, I was able to get some video um just a quick video just looking at the at the plate wow so um, that probably made her go from like a three to at least a five right she can cook you know what i'm saying so yeah you know what i would i would have gave her a four i would give her a four and then the fact that she has nice teeth she has a good personality she's in school and she can cook i'll put her up to a six and a half okay yeah that's a catch so six and a half is almost a seven i mean that's yeah yeah if you round up 6.5 bro you round up she's basically a seven wow Amazing. I did put her. I did do it on the curve. She got a couple handicap points, but hey, man, it's a uh, what homie Big Sean say. As he got older, he he realized it's about um, the chemistry, not the anatomy, bro. It's okay. not just the anatomy. It's got to be about the chemistry. You know what I'm saying? But the so, anatomy comes first. Nah, bro. It's chemistry first. <laughs> it's chemistry first. Chemistry is most important. Man, anatomy you ain't is cool going too. at nobody because you think think y'all might have a good chemistry. You looking at the anatomy first. Well, I'm saying we're, we're talking about importance. Yeah, so yeah, so you're gonna see you're gonna see the anatomy first. Right. But I'm saying most important though is the chemistry. But anyway, so uh, had those oysters there, had had them there grilled. She ki- she killed it, um, and that was a good time, dog. I got to. I got to hang out at a few spots, man. So, um, I went to this place called the uh, the Hot Ten, which was pretty crazy. It's inside this hotel. When you walk in the hotel, though, you don't 
you don't know how to get to the place they have like a little sign on the elevator door and so come to find out the way you get there is you have to get into the right elevator because you can't get there from the left elevator and you press the ph button which stands for penthouse and that takes you up to the restaurant the hot 10 and it's basically like a roof is it's a rooftop bar and uh it's overlooking the city and they have live music playing and it was super dope fancy smancy going to the yeah, penthouse man. yeah well it it was just called the penthouse i mean it was just it was just a big open bar you got you, you, nice had, you had you a penthouse with a little open bar in there and that's dope. <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's that's how i do nah okay. man Nah, it, it it was cold though. And then uh, we were walking around. Um, ah, what was the district called? I can't think of it, and I don't want to tear it up. But dude, every place that we went, like there was like a line of clubs. Okay. And it was uh, there was live music in every single one, which was super cold. And so, so it was super dope this is to just get New the Orleans. vibe. This is just downtown New Orleans, or is this the French quarters or whatever at this point? Yeah, French quarters. Oh, okay. Um, I don't want to screw this up, but I believe French quarters is downtown. Because I mean, I was in. I stayed in the the hotel. I stayed at was kind of whack. Though, hold on, though. hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm talking about like the Mardi Gras area, ain't that the French quarters? Oh no, nah, you talking the wrong. You talking the wrong guy, bro. I ain't, I don't I can't give that kind of detail. I would tell I would just give you all wrong information. All uh, I know is so, it, so you were in a place where there were skyscrapers. Yeah, I was downtown. Okay, for so, sure. So what I'm so the, the place I'm talking about, you know where the Mardi Gras is, where it's like the old timey buildings and that that area, whatever that street. Okay. Is. And you did okay. you say your father wanted his ashes? What what street is that? You talking about Bourbon Street? Bourbon Street. Yeah, so I went down to Bourbon Street too. Yeah, um, now that's, so not, that's to not in downtown now, right? No, that's not. Okay, that's down the street. Okay, it's down the street. Quick drive. It's not far. Um, actually, it's really close. Actually, it's really close because we kind of walked from the Bourbon Street area back to where downtown was. So they're actually like right next door to each other, from what I understand. But anyway, we was on Bourbon Street, bro. Uh, <sighs> Bourbon Street. It's disgusting. <laughs> it just is what it is. the The street is disgusting. I was wearing uh, my my sport blue uh, threes, and I wanted to burn the soles from the shit that I was walking on. It just, I just, I felt like it was grimy. So basically, they can't keep up with the cleanup effort that would be required for all those people that are walking around. So. It wasn't disgusting, like puke everywhere, like they tell you be happening, like in Mardi Gras and shit. Yeah. It was just, it just, it was like a bunch of cigarette butts everywhere, and they were doing a little bit of construction. So there was some, like, there was some gravel, which turned to mud because something was wet for some reason. I don't recall it raining, but it was wet. And so, like, I'm basically walking in what I feel like is mud with cigarette butts. Wow. And then they got, I mean, they have the, the people aren't the cleanest that are just hanging around there you know what i'm saying and then you have all the touristy people and it would just it didn't it didn't feel clean <laughs> it just didn't feel clean so i will say vegas streets feel cleaner than bourbon street however vegas streets are not as fun as bourbon street i would say that you can there's a bunch of clubs just like right out there and a 
bunch of eateries and a bunch of bars and lounges and you just walk in and start partying you walk out walk next door start partying and it's just a big fucking part and this was on like a monday night which was shocking uh, they were all touristy people partying i don't think it was many locals out there it might have been some locals right but there was a lot of touristy people out but the places was still popping i can't imagine what it's like on friday saturday sunday i didn't get the opportunity to be out there right. then is it but cobble, is even it on a Monday night it was popping, or is it just regular street? You said what now? Is it like cobblestone roads, or is it just cob- regular street? I'm just wondering, well, like, why they couldn't keep road. up. No, with, it wasn't. It wasn't cobblestone. Like, why don't no. they have somebody employed who's just constantly sweeping and stuff? I don't know. It's, uh, it's not. It don't seem like it's like that. I mean, the street is just the street, and people are in the streets. It's just people out. And so I guess, I guess the city could send some people out there and have some street sweepers and cleaners out there. It could be a full time job, from what it sounds like. It could be. I mean, even even downtown St. Louis has little guys walking around emptying in trash cans and sweeping up the street, like hand sweeping yeah. up the street. So it wasn't like it was a bunch of trash in the street. I was just freaked out. I, I get freaked out about cigarette butts. It's always been a thing. Cigarettes are just gross to me, and so. I don't like being anywhere near cigarette butts. So, anyway, though, like I said, Vegas is cleaner. The streets seem cleaner. But as far as the fun life, when you walk the strip in Vegas, it's boring as hell. Right. All you're doing is walking around, and, and there's people there. Right, right. And you have to go inside of the hotels to get to the clubs. Right. But Bourbon Street, the lounges and the clubs are, like, basically on the street. And you walk right in the doors. And it's a club. And you've or, also or been to Vegas a bunch of times too, so. I mean, but it's nothing like is you can't compare them. That it's just boring. It's boring to walk the Vegas street. It is. Uh, they they have eateries there. They have eateries there, so you can walk and get something to eat. But as far as seeing anything or doing anything, like you're not gonna party on the street. You gotta be in somebody's hotel. Okay. I mean, but I'm just yeah. saying. I guess to a person that hasn't been there or never has never been there it doesn't go a lot it's still quite shocking like the views are still very impressive There's all the lights oh and colors, yeah true you know that, yeah that's the what views Vegas are impressive. is about i guess yeah the views are impressive um and the buildings are impressive and how the hotels look and stuff but actually having fun and dancing and grabbing a drink and having a good time you can drink on the streets of vegas but uh, you just be walking and drinking, basically, and looking at buildings. Whereas on Bourbon Street, you're going from lounge to lounge, club to club, whatever you want to do. So, anyway. So, that was cool, man. It's a little turnaround trip. I had a good time. I wish I could have stayed longer. I'm going to have to go back and experience some of the history. And uh, so, it was dope. While we were out there, uh, I, was, I was walking around with people from work. So, these are some corporate people that definitely don't understand uh louisiana's lifestyle and so i saw like first of all i don't know how people are affording these cars but it was people that was riding around and bmw gts and really really nice cars and then you had the really hood old schools with like the 26s and mm-hmm. music just bumping like crazy and so that that first night when i was with my with my boss's 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 boss pretty high up dude Okay. Um, the I was having CFO dinner. of the company. <laughs> I was having I was having dinner with him. We're standing outside, and cats are driving around with their music real loud. 
and dude was his music was so loud and it was rattling his trunk so bad it sounded terrible to the point where old boy looked at me and it just made me feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the CFO looked at you looked at you yeah like when the loud music is coming by like he's looking for me to explain what's going on right now is the feeling that i got and maybe like i'm overreacting to it or something but the timing would just it felt like he was looking for me to help him out because he didn't understand he looked at you and didn't even say anything right no he didn't say nothing he's just looking i'm like yeah well, hey man, that's the thing. People, people like their music, man. I know when I was a so you so you kid, explained. Yeah, I did. I'm wow. trying to I'm trying to help him trying to help him understand this thing. So you fell and right so, into his clutches, his racist yeah. clutches. Uh, I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say it's a racist clutch. I, I'll say it's more it's, of it's problematic clutches. I don't even know if it's problematic. Like what the dude's a cool guy. So and he's he's a Hispanic guy. I don't think he's racist at all could be but when you when you are around something that you don't understand like if i was somewhere <laughs> in okay if, if i was somewhere in the deep south and some something went on that i didn't understand i would look to the person that i was there with that looked like they would understand and like yo what is going on right now why does he why do you look like you understand though you in the deep south yeah so so why do you understand you ain't from there true i'm not so from so, what, so what I mean, about you looks like you might understand what's happening and then uh, and then again like i said that's just my own viewpoint of what i felt like at the moment well i'm so. just saying why did he look to you then if he had to look at everybody why did he some guy rolls by a plan 300 degrees and then the the supervisor the cfo of all the company looks at you like huh explain this to me sir like i'm not your damn see, tour guide well see that's the thing though he he didn't say explain this to me but he it looked just at you. like i said he looked at you in a I questioning in a in a explain to me kind of way no 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 like you're painting it all you're painting it all different you're okay. painting it all different all i'm saying is is that the dude came by the music we both looked at each other and kind of laughed but when i'm when i see him looking at me he's looking confused like he don't understand why old boy's playing his music so loud i kind of know why he's playing his music so loud because i used to be one of those guys all right so two things one i would have never even looked at him i wouldn't even acknowledged it i would have just kept looking straight like i never saw that car because i would be too embarrassed <laughs> to even acknowledge it and second <laughs> like you said he's hispanic hispanic people yeah. like loud music they like nice cars and cars yeah. with systems and stuff he should have understood it well was he really old even then he's no nah, no nah, he's not he's not really old he's uh i'll say he's probably 40s oh man so he like know that. what's up he probably got um a low rider at his crib Probably. He probably was checking for you to see if you was about that life. To see that, that could have been your opportunity and you missed it. You nah, should have been able to break it down it. and been like, yeah, I got me a low rider. I got me a low low back at home too. You from California, he expected you to know. Nah, man. But I ain't got no low low. I came I gotta I gotta live what I got, man. I gotta live what I got. got so anyway, what I what I was your thinking course, about your course though, is kinda low. 
It ain't a low rider though. I got a sports car. You could you could have <laughs> faked it though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, fake, fake it till you make, make it. it. Yeah, yeah, to fake it till you make it. So anyway, um, I had an epiphany that wow, man, people like I really thought that it was cool to have my music bumping super duper super duper loud, but now I don't care to hear that shit. Like I don't care to hear nobody else's music like that. And what was funny is that my whole trip while I was there, there was a lot of people riding around like that, even when I wasn't with him. And so I was like, man, I don't even like why. Why is your music so loud? And it's, I guess that's just me becoming an old man, and just realizing that I'm getting older and I'm looking at, I'm viewing things a lot differently, which is it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to watch that growth. So I don't, I don't think I'm like that. With you don't think so? Nah. I still kind of like hearing my music loud, not like uh, subwoofer loud, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I cut my radio up to 23. Yeah, I cut my radio up too, but my, it's loud for me to hear, not for the whole city. Oh, to, to share with everybody else? Uh, no, I don't. It's not that loud. But Yeah, so that, that's what I'm talking about. When, I, when I'm saying it's, it's too loud, why, why does it have to be that loud is... So everybody else hears it. Like I like listening to my like yeah I like listening to my music loud. I like I still like hearing bass. It sounds much better with the with the bass in it, but it's loud in my own cabin. It's not where everybody else can hear it. And you know what? At a stoplight, maybe the car to the left and car to the right can hear it, but the people on the corner can't hear it. So that's what I'm talking about. Even in your uh, sports car, top yeah. the top down, and people can't hear your radio out there Nah, i mean like i said the people next to me can hear my radio if i had the top down obviously it's going to be louder but it's not amplified to where it's rattling my trunk his trunk people's windows people's ears you hear two blocks down the street that's loud that's the loud that i'm talking about i think i feel like i might still have been doing that if I didn't have like to have groceries and stuff in the trunk. Yeah, you can get a little cage. You can get a cage on yourselves, bro, so you don't have to worry about it being punctured. Yeah, but that takes away the space for your like dog food and stuff. <laughs> like you can't have all put this in stuff the back in seat. You gotta move the car seat to the side and put in the back seat. I think that might be the only reason why I wouldn't have subwoofers at this point, but. You know what? I don't hear that that often anymore. It's it's kind of not even a thing here anymore. Or maybe I'm just not in the places where it is a thing. Right. You're not in the right places. I'm not trying to be in those places probably. But I was and See, that's what was interesting about here is like it was just like everything else is so downtown like very busy, a lot of people um, people walking around. You do have a few homeless people walking around. Very businesslike. You got regular people there. You got the locals there. And then people are just riding around in their old schools bumping music super loud. Oh, the uh, the BMW too. The BMW was uh, was beat it up too. Like that, that BMW GT that I told you I, that I saw. Yeah. It, it had beats in it too super loud had all his windows down uh, trunk rattling but then again I guess if you have like a second car or whatever that's probably not even this like daily driver or first car 
like they're driving around downtown they're probably not really going anywhere they're they're doing it because it's kind of like a cruise like like they're kind of cruising the strip like if they were on a crenshaw or something i think it's probably more like a cultural thing i guess man. like just like like i said like on crenshaw they still do that on crenshaw right this car still driving around with hydraulics and loud music uh, i don't know i don't know i haven't been out to see that when i was younger that was a re- that was a real legit thing it still is when they, yeah i don't know i, I can't speak on well that. i do know i watch uh and i'm subscribed to this guy active uh active poo no active hood rich his name is poo active hood rich he uh lives in compton and he's always on crenshaw every sunday sunday he goes to the sunday fun days and there's um, cars with it's all kinds of cars. It's, it's cars with big rims. It's cars, uh, low riders, cars with speakers. They got it all. Yeah. So Crenshaw st- uh, is still actually very active. Yeah, still popping on that. Yeah, it looks fun, man. <laughs> I think I would actually want to go. All right. Uh, Just be out there before it turns dark, but. <laughs> It's only at nighttime, bro. They don't do it in the daytime. No, they meet up at night. They be up there in the day. Do they? Okay. I gotta send you some of them videos, man. Yeah, I'm about to check that out. They be up there at night too, though. But the, the, but he, I've seen videos of him during the day. Oh, okay. So, have you had any situations where you felt like, man, my my whole perception of this thing is changing now? I am. I do have some of those moments. Uh, I think I had one recently uh, when I heard that 21 Savage was coming to St. Louis. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Go ahead. Uh, what, him coming to St. Louis? Yeah, I guess so. Because Meek Mill just went to jail <laughs> because he uh, had some problems in St. Louis. So it's probably dangerous for 21 Savage to come here. Well, he, he had other things going on, too. But that was one of the components is that he fought in St. Louis. Yeah. He had a situation. So, yeah, that's that's always dangerous, too. It ain't going to be dangerous to me. Um, <laughs> because I don't think I'm gonna go. So, Twenty One Savage, I, I've expressed on this podcast that uh, what I said, I said, I said, I really like what I give his Savage Mode, like four daggers. Yeah, like I really like Savage Mode. I really liked is a I like this new uh, mixtape thing that they came out with, um, No Warning or whatever it's called. And yep. so I am officially a 21 Savage fan. At okay. The age, at the age so of, go to the concert. At the age of 35, I am a 21 Savage fan. So when this, when I heard about this concert, I'm like, and it's funny because like the day before, I was just thinking like, man, if 21 Savage came here, would I go and see him? And I'm sitting there thinking like, first thing I think is, I'm probably like the crowd that's gonna be there. I'm probably too old for that crowd. So right off, and by being too old, I mean they're gonna have a different energy than I would have. Yeah, and I don't mean just being hyped up, but that other kind of energy. Like, like they might be on some. I want to come. I'm coming to this concert, and I'm coming with the uh, with the gang gang, 
and we're gonna fight anybody that bumps into into us anybody that spills a drop of water on my shirt steps on my J's, whatever so i don't want to be like bro chill water evaporates it's cool it ain't gonna affect your clothes bro right exactly it so i don't want to be around those people so that's strike one uh strike two it's not actually in st louis it's on the east side oh and hell no i'm good and (laughs) for me it's not really the east side that well the east side is kind of concerning for me but i just don't know those streets well enough to feel comfortable being over there which means that you need a tour guide right and plus i always have run-ins with the police anytime i go over there for extended amounts of time this would probably be one of those so that's strike two and i don't really feel like i need a third strike but if there was to be one it's in a small place as well and again that would just put me into too close of um, of an area um, with these other savages that's going to be stepping on people's shoes and stuff people's shoes right. and stuff and shooting and whatnot so yeah man you got you gotta you gotta look ahead and see if the decisions that you're making are, are good decisions or bad decisions and the assessment seems like that's not your type of crowd so it's not my it type of crowd but i would have loved to have seen the the concerts i could rap along with the songs it would have been a good concert for me he it wouldn't have been much he could do that he could perform that i wouldn't have known right unless the audio was crappy then out of suck it's like i might as well just watch this whatever he got going on on youtube well, catch him, I'm catch saying like I would know summer jams. Or I, would, I would know the the songs. That was what I'm saying. So let's say that uh, it was like a summer jam or something. I don't know what they have in St. Louis. Yep, they got. Summer I'm sure jam. every is that what it is. Summer jam. Yeah. All right. So let's say he's gonna be a summer jam. Would you go? I probably would go to something like that because okay, something it's that's a little more better, open. better produced, right? Yeah, more open. But even this place, I mean, like, they'll they'll have metal detectors. But then again, I kind of don't want to go anywhere where I have to go through a metal detector. Right. Because what Chris Rock say, everybody outside, know that you ain't got one. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So. Oh, man, that video, No Sex in the Champagne Room, that shit's ahead of its time. It still works today. It's funny. Yeah, and I don't want to end up. I mean, I do a podcast. I don't want to end up like tax. Nah. So. So yeah. Or I, I, yeah. Or the, or the opposite of tax. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I just wouldn't want to be there. Is what I feel. I feel like I'm too old to be there. I would have to wake up the next morning to go to work. It. But I really is it about the it. age though? Because you said if it was summer jam, you would you would go. And well, it's going to be a lot of young folk there with too. those... Huh? Summer jams be having other people there. It, it wouldn't just they be do. Him. But the 21 Savage crowd would still be there. They would. The Savage... The, the, the Savage... Or are they just the Savages, maybe? I was going to call them the Saboteers, but... No, the Savages. You don't gotta, it would say you don't got to put that much. You're working too yeah. hard, man. 
Yeah, the savages. <laughs> uh, they'll still be there, bro. Yeah, they would. They would. But so that's what I'm saying. That's, is, is it no about it being? It, it, it's just it's just simply about the crowd. Is is really what it comes down to. All the type right, of so people you think, that would be there. I you think it'll be there. a different type of people at the summer jam, and it might be. It probably would. I mean, there would be there would be some different people, but actually, that probably be worse because the summer jam thing, they wouldn't have the age restrictions that because he's playing at like a club. So, it's alcohol there. I think you got to be twenty one to get in. Twenty one, and okay. so. 21 is not a good cutoff still. Savages are still within that age range. Yeah. So, but on on the other hand, Project Pat is going to come back. He's coming back in a couple of weeks. Now, I do plan to go to that. Really? Yes, because the people that's going to be listening to Project Pat, that's feeling Project Pat like that, they're our age. So... They might have. They might be retired savages, but they're not gonna be trying to go into the club to see Project Pat, and then be trying to fight. It's still some raw raw savages our age, bro. Don't doubt. There don't is, doubt the savages. But but the last Project Pat concert or performance wasn't. There was no issues. Oh okay. So, so I I I wouldn't doubt that this one would be any different. Normally, when these old school performers come. It's, it's really not any problems okay that, that's been my experience that's what I've noticed 8 Ball MJG Mia X and uh, who else was here I think it was Juvenile yeah Juvenile they all came and did a performance at this place the same place that uh, Webby did that concert that I went to or that performance that I went to Oh. He did it in the same. They did they, their thing at the same place, and there weren't any issues. Okay, old school, old school people don't have no problems, man. <laughs> okay, so, so I probably could do. I I can't do the Twenty One Savage. I will probably do Project Pat. Plus, I'm a super big fan of Project Pat too. Look at you being all, all adult like now, trying to foresee uh, what your fate's gonna be, what your decisions and such. It's like, man. <laughs> I can't go to this concert because the type of energy that's going to be there. That's very adult-like decision-making. You know what? If, yeah. if young people had more of that, there will be uh, less problems in the world. Well, that's probably true. Um, but, I mean, I can't take too much credit for that. I mean, I do have my fair share of what could be considered poor decisions, especially poor parenting decisions. Yeah. Um, actually <laughs> one day all right, not one day it was, yeah it was like one day last week I was in the car and my youngest son he's five and you know how kids they just all of a sudden start doing different things that they never done before yep. well all of a sudden he's decided that he wants to sing with every song that comes on the radio alright and normally he wouldn't you know he wouldn't pay attention to no songs at least I didn't think he would but even if he doesn't know the song at all he'll still try to sing along with it yeah which is kind of cute when it's like Michael Jackson or you know the Temptations or something dog tell me you was playing Molly Percocet 
<laughs> Got your fire year old but when it's, set. But, Molly. but when it's Triple Six Mafia Kings of Memphis Underground Oh that's three, worse than Molly Percocet bro <laughs> Then Actually it's not uh, The song The song he The song that came on And I wasn't really Paying attention You know you kind of Zone out sometimes And you might just be Focused on whatever Thinking about the day I, I was in one of those phases And Smoke a joint <laughs> Came on Yeah and they just keep repeating smoke a junt, smoke a junt, smoke a junt, smoke a junt. And that's right up his alley. He can say all of that. He can repeat, you know, repetitive hooks. Right. And so I snapped out of it and I heard him singing along, smoke a junt, smoke a junt. He don't know what he's saying, but he was saying it. And did I cut it off? No. I just went ahead and let the song play. I mean, he had already been singing it along with it then, by then, so. Yeah. I'm the kind of parent where I think something like that is kind of funny. Okay. And uh, I know some people would look at that as being problematic, but, I mean, they hear a lot worse. So, did, so, so. did you tell him not to say it? Like, how did you handle that? You obviously um, didn't beat him senseless or nothing. No, I just let the beat play. I just let right. it go. And so, did you bring anything up to him? Did I bring anything like, up like, to him? Like, oh, I don't yo, think I did. No, really can't say that. That's not cool. He didn't say any cuss words. He just said smoke a joint. Okay. I was okay with okay. it. Okay. Actually, if they would have said cuss words. I mean, I've heard my kids kind of like curse in the background before, and it's like, as long as they're not saying it to me, I'm not gonna go make a big deal Got out it. of it, because I already know that you know, in you get to elementary school, you you're saying curse words. Um, my oldest, he's probably he's saying curse words, and I'm sure he's saying them in front of his little brother. And I mean, it's just something that kids are gonna do. I, I feel like there's a lot worse things in the world than a kid saying curse words, especially when they know not to say it in the presence of adults. Yeah. So I don't even make a big deal out of it. Got that, it. To be quite honest, like my my five year old, he's not out here cursing, but my twelve year old, I've heard him curse. Mm. So I had an interesting situation happen where I was sitting in the in the loft area on the computer. And I hear rumblings of what sound like motherfucker, okay? And I'm like, did I just hear what I thought I heard? So I crept closer to the door, and now my five-year-old and my four-year-old are in the room together, and they're talking. And I hear their little voices, and I heard more rumblings of what I thought was motherfucker. So... I went closer to the now I'm right up on the door. They can't see me, but and I can't see them either, but I can hear the voices and I can make them out now. And I hear motherfucker, don't call me motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't believe what I was hearing, right? And so I walk in and I ask them who said it, because I know both of them said it. One said it to the other. And then the other said, don't call me that, and said it again. So I asked him, did anybody say this word? And so the four-year-old, my daughter, she was like, uh, uh. And when she starts doing that, I know she's about to lie. 
And so the five-year-old, my son, the five-year-old, uh, he was like, yes, I said it. We, we both said it. I was like, okay, look, y'all can't say that. That's a very, very bad word. You cannot say that. That's a no-no. You understand? And they said, yeah, they understand. And I told them the next time, if there's a next time I hear you say it, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And they said, okay. And so I just left it at that. And I told moms, and I was like, moms, you got to watch what you're saying when, <laughs> when you're around them during the day. Because I don't say that around them because I have no reason to say it. Like, I don't really talk to my friends in front of them. So I know I'm not saying it as much. It's, it probably came from just listening in on conversations with moms and stuff. So got to watch that, man. Got to watch that. So do you feel like that's a, a big problem that like at what age would you be would you just turn like turn the other way and act like you didn't hear? Oh. 18. <laughs> if I caught my son, my oldest son, I got a 16 year old. If I heard him dropping F bombs, M bombs, anything, I ask him, who does he think he is to talk like that around me? You're not old enough to do that yet. And I'm saying around you. Like, like again, it's in your, somewhat in your presence. Like, it's in the other room. He's in his room, door oh. closed. So I still check and you it. Walk by and yeah, you I still him, check it. And you hear him say, "Man, I would still check that. Um, even if even if he didn't know that I was around, I would check it because I let him know that you you. Uh, and I guess that's just the way that I was raised. I wasn't allowed to say those words, and I and I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of perpetuating that same thing. But just let him know that no, nah, man, it's not cool for you to talk like that around here. You you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's and then I'll probably talk to him about. Uh, Cause I, I don't curse a whole whole lot, especially in the house. I don't curse a whole whole lot. Uh, I would give him that speech about having a better vocabulary than just using curse words all the time. Cause when you're a kid, I know it's cool, and so I mean I wouldn't be really really hard on him, but I let him know that don't think that you can you know what I'm saying don't test the water with me because it's not cool. Although my dad, my dad, my mom's didn't let me curse. And actually, she still tries to turn her head all crazy at me when I curse in front of her now. But my dad, he didn't mind me cursing since I was like 12 or 13, actually. We had a conversation. Mm -hmm. He was like, look, you got something on your mind? Say it. It's like, okay. And so it's been like that since I was like 13. That's what Master P said. He told Little Romeo on uh, True to the Game. Oh, yeah. He says, son, if you got a curse to, to express yourself, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I remember that. And then Romeo said, they a punk ass bitch. <laughs> I remember that. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, Master P, Master P subscribes to yeah. it. He, he was he was living that uh that hood rich lifestyle so he could do that but like i said i guess i guess i guess what i the way i look at it is again i know it's happening at school and i feel like as long as they know not to do it in front of adults i mean it is what it is you you know what my son he's playing football my oldest son is playing football and I know a lot of things are said on the yeah. field and emotions run high and they might let a bullshit fly or something. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure on the football like field, it's more than shit. just a bullshit. It's like bitch ass is flying. It's a, it's yeah. a bunch of stuff that's out there flying. And I'm sure my oldest on the basketball court, I'm sure they'd be letting it fly. I'm sure that I'm sure that they'd be letting it fly. But just letting him know um, around your elders is not acceptable. And that, that's that's that would be my play the entire time is that you don't talk like that around your elders. So. And I've never seen I've that has never been a problem with any of my kids um, where they let it fly in front of like a grandma or something. Yeah. Or any adult, really. Like, I've never gotten a call, you know, saying from them, you know, a teacher saying that my kid was using inappropriate language or anything like that. You know what, man? It's, it's, there's no rule book to how you're supposed to do this thing. You just go off of what you think is the best way to go at the time. Like, I'm having a small epiphany right now about the don't talk to strangers rule. And so... I remember coming up when we were coming up our age a big thing was don't talk to strangers that was a really really big big deal deal. right and so my wife right now is actively very actively telling the five four three year olds not to talk to strangers because strangers are dangerous strangers can take you away you know just letting them know not to be comfortable around people that they don't know okay I guess like, but you know it's I guess it's a little different like you said it was big back then but it's probably not as big now because I mean strangers are at your fingertips at this point people's people are letting like their kids like be babysat by their tablet <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying so they so they'll go and be on YouTube where a stranger is essentially talking to them right yeah you don't know you don't know and any of these people that are on you know well you got your friends on on you know Facebook and all that stuff but when you're playing online, there's a bunch of strangers, right? Oh, especially playing online. You know, playing the game. You know, kids playing the online video games and stuff. They got this Roblox out, and they playing with strangers on there. Yeah. And so, not talking to strangers. And I guess that's not so, you know, when they're cyber strangers, maybe uh, you still feel protected because you think they don't know where you are, right? I mean, we're we're oblivious to most of us are oblivious to the amount of information that is out there about us. They don't realize that people can find us if they really wanted to find us. But uh, you feel you feel safer because they're not in your face. So anyway, the wife is proactively telling the kids not to talk to strangers. And what I've been running into lately is I've been realizing that. So my my the oldest child. So I got the 16 year old, but I got five, four, three. And so when I'm talking about the oldest, I'm talking about the oldest of the toddlers, of the little ones. So the oldest, the five-year-old, he's, he's the type that really likes to follow the rules. He wants to do what he's told, and he tries to follow the rules. He will not talk to strangers. So <laughs> we were out. Uh, we were doing soccer, and uh, the kids are playing soccer. And one of the parents uh, came up and told him that he had a really good game. And he didn't even look her way, and I was like, oh, "Okay, Dylan, you can you can tell her thank you." And he looked at me, he's like, "Daddy, she's a stranger. I don't know her." And I was like, "Okay, um, we teach him not to talk to strangers." So I had to explain to her, "Yeah, we teach him not to talk to strangers." Yeah, thank you. That was really nice. We were at Disneyland for his birthday, and so uh, he has a button that says, "You know, he's the birthday boy," and that these people at Disneyland 
they fully know what this button looks like because these buttons are floating around everywhere all the time this is what they do and so they're like oh happy birthday dylan happy birthday to you how old are you and either he jogged away from them or he got closer to me and grabbed my leg or went to his mom but he would not talk to these people and i was like dylan it's okay when when your parents are around it's okay to talk it's okay to talk to them and so i was kind of telling my wife like yo I think we might have been doing this the wrong way. Like, this is a parenting fail. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that when I start breaking it down, sure, you don't want your kids talking to strangers like when they're 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. Maybe they're at the store or maybe they're walking to the park or something. Don't just start up a conversation with strangers. That's true. But when the kids are 3, 4, 5, they should be with you at all times. And it's okay for them to reply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, and I know, I remember being five and being super shy like that. I would call it being shy, or at least that's what it was for me. Like, I wouldn't want to just talk to, like, a random adult because I was just, like, I mean, I remember reading this book, Don't Talk to Strangers, but I don't feel like that was my reason. I don't feel like I was afraid of them because they were strangers. I was just shy because they were an adult and not just... I guess I thought they were going to judge me or something. I don't mm. know what reason I was shy for. Actually, I was at this wedding this weekend, and there was this five-year-old kid there. And I walk in the room. It's, a, it's at this church. I walk up these steps, and there's like this um, like this room in the attic of the of, of the church and there's like stained glass windows it's just really nice natural light and it's probably about like 10 um people up there it's like the the groomsmen were up there and a few other people were up there and there's a couple of kids and one kid was playing in the center of the room playing with his legos and i walk in i greet everybody they just kind of passively say hi they they really didn't I mean, I guess it's not like they got to all get excited to to see me or anything, but they just all seem very quiet. And I just kind of walk over and stand by the wall and the kid sees me and I, I'm wearing like I'm wearing my LeBrons because I knew I was going to be running around the grass and stuff throughout the day. And so I got my black LeBrons on because I always wear tennis shoes at weddings but at this one I knew it was going to be in the grass and stuff so yeah I wore some shoes that would be okay got the bulletproof joints and yeah and he looks up and he goes I like your purple shoes and my shoes are black they had like little purple um, accents and stuff and I was like oh thanks man oh is these black and, history months uh no nah, these are the pot of goes oh yeah, yeah okay LeBron 13s um and so he he like so i was definitely a stranger but i feel like that kid just used a lot of power that's going to take him somewhere one day just yeah. being able to to see a stranger break the ice with them and you know be able to make friends with anybody yeah like i think that i think that's actually a good and and he let off with a compliment right right exactly so it, put, the it puts the person at ease and he even invited me to you know play with his legos um so i don't i mean as long as he's not just sitting around at a park by himself 
and a, and a strange man walks up with the camera, you know, I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay for a kid to t- speak to a stranger in a case like that. Because that teaches yeah. them something. I think I think if I was a lot more outgoing like that, I would be probably, I probably would have gotten further sooner, you know, in my life. Like, and I wouldn't have been afraid to talk to a, like a little girl in, in middle school or something. And that's what I'm, that's what exactly what I'm talking about, about a parenting fail. Because you took something, you take something from your childhood or wherever you get it from, and you think that you're doing the right thing, but actually you could be handicapping the kid. And so I'm just thinking about further in the future, like this is a difficult situation because especially for the five-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Because we we're, we were telling him and training him not to talk to strangers but then it's like, oh, well, you can talk to this one and you can talk to this one. And he's asked me, it's like, but they're strangers, daddy. Why would I why would I talk to them? I'm not supposed to talk to strangers like, yeah, I know. But it's OK when you're with when you're with mommy and daddy It's cool. And the fact is, is that they should always be with us. You know what I'm saying? They're always going to be around family. So they should be comfortable to talk to people around them if, if the adult is talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a matter of fact, <laughs> uh she took the kids to uh to the park and there was some other kids at the park and they wouldn't go and play with the kids at the park and my wife asked him why and he said because they're stranger kids <laughs> so he didn't want to play with the stranger kids bro it's their kids see yeah. see i had a like i said i had a book don't talk to strangers but it would like say but the cafeteria lady is not a stranger you know it's okay to talk to them or this policeman he's not a stranger you can talk to him right and it's like you know kids aren't strangers or the elephant isn't a stranger you can talk to them so but it broke down you know who's who what strangers would be yeah that's a lot that's a lot of process and decision making to make you know oh i mean i remember reading it i mean i read it multiple times i remember reading it a lot (laughs) you still remember (laughs) who who were considered not strangers that's funny you still remember that i still got the book yeah you still got it yeah i still got the book yeah you let the boys read it so they can be up on it yeah i've probably read it to them a couple times yeah that's cool so anyway i'm trying to figure out that situation a lot but i just wanted to make sure i talked about it on the show uh because I'm sure that there are other parents out there that's in the same scenario or other people who will be parents, you know what I'm saying, in the future. And maybe they're trying to figure this thing out. And it's okay. It's okay to uh, have a parenting fail as long as you figure it out and fix it. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's correcting your kid to make sure that they don't think cursing is cool or whether, you know, it's correcting the fact that they think that everybody in the world that's not their family is a stranger. <laughs> you just you just you just figure it out, fix it, and do it the best you can. That's all you can do as a as a parent is just do the best you can. And I don't know if it's it really a a right or wrong way. Yeah, because, uh, I mean it's just it's just depending on the situation, man. Yeah, right and wrong is 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 a little much. I guess it's just about what is the what's the best in what's the best situation that it can possibly be right or would it lead or can it lead to a bad habit or not it's not really right or wrong because right. again it's it's not that uh objective it's subjective it just depends on who you are where you are and what you're doing because i mean if you're if you're uh uh a, a, 
not rich, but if you're a middle class white kid in Maine, maybe kidnappings aren't happening as much there. Maybe the whole talking to strangers thing don't even exist up there for all we know. And maybe if you're in the deep south somewhere, there's some rules that you live by depending on what neighborhood you're in. And so it just depends on where you're at. So it's really not a right or wrong. It's just what's the best thing for your kids at the time. And so when my kids are scared to talk to the people, not scared, but when my kids are adamant not to talk to the people at Disneyland or not to talk to kids at the park, we might be on a little bit of the extreme side. So we need to try to make them feel a little bit more at ease because eventually they're going to be going to school and I don't want them to think that the teachers are strangers, right? Another teacher walks in a room and they don't know them. And so so what 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 do you have to do to not be a stranger to your kid? Like does uh, he have to be does he have to be introduced by you or like what what rules breaks you know makes a person not a stranger anymore you know what i'm I'm not the one that's going hard on the don't talk to strangers because the kids are with me and so uh what were when when they are with me they're with me and so it's okay for them to talk to whoever's around i don't mind it uh it's something that is being taught at home for protection reasons i understand why my wife is doing it but so does she, i need does to she find set out any rules I need like, to find out what those rules are. I don't know. Does what she define who strangers are? It uh, sounds like they might be misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that, and, and that's a good point. Maybe the the definition isn't being made for who strangers are. I don't know who she defined it as. But when I talk to them, I let them know, hey, when you're with me or your mom or your big brother, you can talk to people when they talk to you. It's okay because we'll protect you. And so... For me, the rule is if we're around, then it's okay to talk to them. And we're going to be around 99.999% of the time. So that's how the rule works. Maybe, for me. maybe, maybe she can make a game out of it. Like throughout the day, you know, you go to the grocery store and there's a clerk there. She can ask, is this a stranger? And, you know, she can define, help define who the strangers are. You know, they might be driving down the street and see somebody sitting on a bus stop. And you ask, is that a stranger? Well, you know, she could well, just point out the people who, like, who are strangers. And see, I, I guess this was technically the clerk is a stranger. You know, no, you, I'm if, saying I, did, I didn't say that they weren't. I'm just uh, saying, like, oh, just, you, you, you got to create pick, that definition. Yeah. You pick out random people and gotcha. say, you know, and make you, the game you, out of it. Right. Well, well, for me, and so it'll be, and and that's why I was saying that it takes some processing power. It'll be hard. That's confusing to say. Okay, well, this person is a stranger, and this person's not a stranger. Where they got to make that decision, I would just make it easier for them by saying, "Look, when you with your parents or family members, when you with your granny, when with your dad or or grandpa, you're okay to talk to people because they'll protect you. But when you're but not around us." everybody's a stranger so but but the problem with that is what if they get separated that's true i so guess they need to have safe people or people who they feel are safe to to go tell you know that i'm lost so that would be your mailman your your, your firefighters or whoever yeah or police officers uh maybe or a store <laughs> clerk like i said i mean you they get lost in the store in walmart they need to be looking for somebody with a blue vest on. Those yeah, people somebody that uh, are, that works there. That's true. Those people aren't strangers. So 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 that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking like more of a game maybe. Yeah. So that they would be safer strangers at that point. 
but uh yeah that's who they want to talk to that's that's true because although they're supposed to be with you all the time who knows what can happen in the grocery store where you know next thing you know they looked up and they were chasing after some toy that they that they liked and now they didn't walk wandered themselves around in another aisle and they don't know they don't know where to go so that's yeah, true they're at disneyland they should be able to go and ask mickey mouse to help them find a family yeah at that point if they really felt lost at at four or five years old they'll be broken down and anybody who comes up they'll try to accept their help but they shouldn't right mm, technically they shouldn't no but i'm saying at, at five years old those rules are out the window when you think your world is crushed in bro if if they got lost in a big place like disneyland the sky <laughs> has fallen i think your five-year-old sounds like he would be able to process it and be like okay i need to find one of these safe strangers not just any stranger yeah yeah and that five and that five they're getting older now and they'll be able to tell the difference between you know so if we added some other rules like okay if you see somebody that has a a police uniform a firefighter uniform those people are safe people in uniform or something so anyway that's all i got man oh wait 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 before we go you got to tell the people what happened last week bro remember we had this long conversation about what to do if you ran out of gas and you needed some help oh yeah so um like tj said we we had discussed uh just just what would you have like a situation where your wife had to or she didn't have to but she decided to help some strangers out at the gas station yep and we discussed like what would we do if we were that stranger and we had <laughs> stranger talking again uh, <laughs> we were those strangers and we needed like some kind of car assistance or something uh, specifically running out of gas is what one of the examples that we gave were so I was out and about, stopped at the gas station. And this I is like two to, days after the show, mind you. Right, two days after the show, I came out um, of the of the gas station. I was walking towards my car, and when I left my car, there was no cars around it. But when I came back, there was this white, like kind of like a Murano or like a what do they call those cars, like crossover SUVs or something like that, or yeah, SUTs yeah. or whatever, and it was like a, like I said it was like a nicer newer car and as I walked to my door it's to the it's on my driver's side this the truck is and I see the window come down and I can hear the man in the car kind of wrapping up his conversation he was like okay mom uh, actually let me call you back and he and I and he says excuse me sir and I kind of just keep you know opening my door and he's like uh and he goes into his story of um i I was just over across the street at the hospital and i just had this triple bypass surgery and they said i need to go to this other hospital so i'm about to drive over there and i put into my gps i'm from kansas city and i put into my gps and it's 15 miles away and and it seemed like he was like skipping every word almost like like 
he had a bad reception except he was sitting there talking to me yeah <laughs> so i couldn't so i was just having to piece together things and he said that you know i don't have any money and this is just really embarrassing and i i asked the gas station people and they said you know i told them i'll give my license in lieu of not having money i said you know what man say no more you need some gas all right you need some money for some gas here i got you and i and i uh reached my reached my pocket gave him five bucks and i was like man uh me and my friend we were just talking about this the other day i swear we just talked about this and i get it and he was like man thank you so much and he shook my hand and he was like man thank you so much you know i ain't no bum out here and the guy and he wasn't i mean he he like i say he was in a nice car he had on his like kango hat and leather jacket he looked like a you know like he's probably like a 60 year old guy yeah um he looked well groomed and everything he just didn't have his wallet or whatever the case may have been you know he or didn't he spent the, all his gas money on that kango right he but he didn't have the means to get gas so I was like, cool, I believe this guy. And it was just kind of ironic since we had just talked about it. But uh, Yeah, it was super ironic because when you told me about it, I mean, it literally played out. The story that you told me played out the same way we talked about it on the podcast and in general talking about how I was saying I wouldn't give no long speech, man. I just I I try to make sure that it it sounds original and not canned and cliche. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just tell him, look, man, I need I need like five dollars so I can get home. I don't I'm not like this all the time, man. I just I just forgot my wallet, man. Can you help me? And essentially, homie did that. Although his story was a little bit longer, his his story is he very similar. Approach. Yeah, his, his his approach was very similar to what you said that you would do. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, used my approach. Yeah, and it's funny that it actually happened to you two days later. Yeah. So, and you I, live I, by your rep. You I said, I, said, I live out. by my rep. Yep, yep. I live by my rep. I handed him the five bucks, and told him, "I hope that helps you get to where you're trying to go." Yeah, that's dope. Stand it up, man. So, we gotta gotta live by these corporate street rules. Yeah, man. Again, like, this is. This is why we talk about this stuff, man. So when you run up into that situation, I don't know what you would have did had we not talked about it in depth two days prior. Like, I don't know if you would have been freaked out because you were saying how you don't like people popping up at you at the gas station or anywhere. You don't like people popping up. Right. Because he could have been trying to blast me. You know, who knows what happens. You never know. When he started going to a story, I stopped to listen. So (laughs) He still could have been blasting me, but... It ended up being okay. Yeah. And so that's what's, that's what's good about what we're doing here is that we put that information out there. And whether you agree with us or you disagree with us, you got an idea of what you feel and what you think. And when it happens, you'll be ready for it. So that's dope. And you could be listening to anyone in the world right now. However, you're listening to us. Jaren and I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. I haven't said this in a while, but look, man. You need to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the show because we need you listening and we need other people getting this information as well. 
you need to subscribe to us so you don't have to come looking for us if you subscribe to us we come and find you and tell you that we have another podcast out and you need to go ahead and throw some ratings out there let people know what you think about the show you know what i'm saying if you love us go ahead and say that you love us if you don't like us we take that feedback too you know what i'm saying we want to hear what the public is thinking out there we want to hear what our listeners feel we also have another corporate streets production it's called the powercast we read the book the 48 laws of power by robert green so check our feed we went through each of the 48 laws and gave our own examples and we talked about what the og robert green was writing in his book it's super dope regardless of your mentality you need to take control of your life you need that power so go check out his book robert green's book 48 laws of power and go check out our podcast or powercast if you want to email us you can hit us up at the corporate streets at gmail.com you need help handling the situation go ahead and drop us that line we are the advice connoisseurs our twitter handle is at corp streets and you know what you're listening to this is the corporate streets podcast this is the podcast for people who are out of town on business nice and professional three-piece suit checking in the work at 8 a.m meanwhile you see them still rocking that same suit in the club at 10 p.m peace Bro, you will not believe how many suits I saw at 10 30, 11 p.m., bro. That shit was crazy. Man, why change? <laughs> dog, I feel like I get my suits tailored to fit, dog. Like, I be uptight in those things, bro. I, I don't want to go out dancing in them. So you put it out there, and like, I'm a successful man. I wear suits. Nah, there you go. I guess if that's your scam to get the ladies, if you need that. I look fine in my street clothes, so I ain't got to do that. (laughs) We out, y'all.